These headphones are weird. Do they not feel cozy? No, they're cozy, but why do they feel bad? <laughs> Me just being a diva. <laughs> okay, guys. Welcome to the third episode of Trying to Figure It Out. We are welcoming our first international guest. <laughs> I know you're from Canada, but we have Brooklyn Webb with us today, who was born and raised in Canada and recently moved to California. Welcome, Brooklyn. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. It's so nice to meet you and be here with you. We're going to start slow, easy. You're from Canada. Do you feel like people pick up on your accent? Definitely. I because I always say that I'm from Canada because I feel like here if I say that I'm from Canada, then people are like, oh, it's a Canadian. She has to be nice. So I'm always like, oh, I'm from Canada. Um, but my friends make fun of me all the time for like the way that I say bag. Bag. How do you say bagel? Bagel. OK, that wasn't bad. What are other words that you feel like people call you out on? Um, I'll just call things like random different names that I didn't realize they were called different, like parking garage. So simple, but we call it a parkade. A parkade? Yeah, like a parkade. I've never heard that. I feel like I know a lot of Canadians. I've never <laughs> heard that. Maybe it was just like a Victoria thing. But <laughs> I love that. Okay, another really crazy one. But who is your favorite Canadian? My favorite Canadian. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Tried to. Th- I mean, like Justin Bieber was the first one that popped into my head for like Canadian. But I feel like it's there's so one. many people that I don't even know are Canadian. That's so true. I have to say, mine must be Drake. It has yeah. to be Drake. Or honestly, a new favorite, Tate McRae. She's amazing. No, she she's from Canada? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's Canadian. She also just recently moved here too. Oh my yeah, god. Crazy. Did you always want to move so far away from home? I never thought that I would have the opportunity to. Like I almost always kind of wanted to. I always dreamed of one day being able to travel to California, but then I was able to like pick up and move here, which is amazing. Yeah. How do you travel to California before moving here? I came here for like a month with my mom and that was it. And then I just packed my stuff up into four suitcases, came here and was like, okay, let's figure it out. I love that. What did you want to be when you were a little girl? Oh my gosh. I feel like it changed almost every other day. But it was always generally like I had like the singer dream and then I wanted to be a dancer. And then as I got older and it was kind of like, oh, people were like, be more realistic. So I wanted to do like graphic design. And then for the longest time, I wanted to be a makeup artist. Did you do your own makeup today? Yeah, I it always do my own makeup. so good. Thank you. I was thinking about that when you first walked in. I had to ask you. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have two brothers. So what was your family dynamic growing up? Growing up, it was actually really interesting because my dad was never in the picture And my grandpa was kind of like a father figure to me. And then he unfortunately passed away. So I was raised mostly by my grandma and my mom. And then I had my two brothers. And that was like most of the family dynamic. Are you still close with your grandma? Yeah. I was raised by my grandma. So I can relate to that. She's the most important person to me in my life. Are you still close with your brothers? And do you still see them often? I still see them, but not as much as like when I was back home. So I'll kind of phone and I'll talk to them all the time. But you know how it's not the same as like being there and like living there. Yeah. So walk me through your high school experience. I only went for like a year and a half because of COVID and everything. And then I switched to online okay. with the pandemic and social media started to pick up for me. I was in college when COVID happened. And something I've been so curious about, like for me, it was a major change. I moved back home after being independent for so many years. Do you feel like it affected your mental health at all with COVID happening, being in high school? Like what was that like not being able to go to school when you were still living 
where all your friends were in the same place. It was definitely really hard, especially since I was big into dance and musical theater. That was honestly the only reason why I liked school yeah. or showed up in the first place. Yeah. So when COVID hit and suddenly all of our performances that we were working for and like everything was just like, oh, surprise, it's not happening. You're never coming back after working for it for a year. I was like yeah. devastated because it was one of the only things that I cared about. Yeah. Um, but then luckily social media picked up for me and I put a lot of my time and creative energy there. So I feel like that helped from a lot of totally. mental health issues. Was social media something you wanted to get into when you were in high school or was it kind of just something that with the free time you got into? I always dreamed of being a YouTuber. Like I remembered watching like such a random thing, probably too young for you but like this channel like seven <laughs> Supergirls when I was like six and I was like I hope that I can audition one day and make YouTube videos like them but I, I was that. just too young um and I started posting kind of on Instagram like my makeup photos and stuff so I always was really trying and then it didn't pick up till the pandemic okay I just have to call this out really quickly because I have never been told that something is too young for me in my life <laughs> I feel so old right now <laughs> I like actually that is the first time that has ever happened to me I'm only 24 and you're like this is probably too young for you and you're right because I don't know what you're talking about but it's shit. like one of those like niche things that like <laughs> people from a very specific age group into a very specific genre would know yeah a hundred percent wow I feel old I'm not old <laughs> but I feel old that's really scary so you said you were really into musical theater. Did you do a lot of plays in high school and middle school? Yeah, I did it like all in elementary and middle and high school. Tell me like two of the favorite plays that you were in. Oh my gosh. Um, probably my two favorites that I did was I did The Lion King in sixth grade, which was no just way. like fun. Um, and then I also did A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, which you've probably never heard of, but no. it was a really <laughs> fun, crazy show. Just like cheesy musical theater, which is my favorite thing. I love that. Who were you in the line? Oh, I was just like a dancer. So I was like a bird. And I, I was always, I never like sang. I never was good enough to get a lead part. So I was just happy to like <laughs> dance and be in the chorus. That's my favorite part. That's honestly more fun. Sometimes it's just, if you love it, you just want to be a part of it. It doesn't matter exactly. what role you are. If what I you're got doing. like one line, I was so excited. It's honestly funny that you say The Lion King because that's the one Broadway show I've really never seen. I lived in New York. I grew up there and I used to go to shows all the time. But my family took me to see The Lion King when I was younger and I was I was and still am afraid of everything. And the minute I got in, I got terrified and I was like, I need to leave immediately. So I left before like it even started. I got so scared, never saw it. And I still haven't seen it to this day. So it's on my list of plays to go see for sure. Was your high school clicky? It definitely was. I remember there was this group of kids in my grade that kind of hung out in the foyer. That was where they met every morning type of thing. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of referred to them as the foyer kids and <laughs> I was never cool enough to be friends with the foyer kids they didn't like me very much so it just felt very clicky but I mean I was kind of clicky just with the musical theater and dance kids do you have anything you'd say to the foyer kids now I mean <laughs> I, I went back there in January because they're all in their senior year still because this would be my senior year like in wow. person so I went over there and I just showed up after school one day and I saw my girlfriends and we were all like hey and <laughs> I looked at them and I wanted to see if they would say anything to my face and no they didn't. So do you still talk to your friends now like even though you're all the way over here do you still see them? Do they ever visit? What's your relationship like with your friends now? I FaceTime them a lot when I'm back in town. I basically just go and like see my friends all the time. Yeah. 
but I'm still really close with all my friends that I was close with before which is amazing and one of my friends ended up coming out here and she had the best time ever and I want her to come back so fun having visitors here is like my favorite thing ever because you make a life for yourself here and when people come not with their family and just to see you you can like really show them what your day like what your daily life is like and just your routines it's so cool and it makes you feel so independent and grown up you know did you finish high school or are you still finishing high school I'm still like finishing up just working online self-paced okay nice that's kind of a nice way to do it I feel like so in the middle of high school when you were 16 the pandemic began so like all of us you found yourself locked at home pretty much and you didn't have much to do so how did you fill the time and Did you get into baking like everyone else or did you just say, I'm going to start making TikToks and see where it goes? The timing couldn't have been more perfect because for the past year, I was kind of goofing around, but making TikToks every single day almost. I was doing the most random things to try to get a viral video. Like I had this Brandy Melville top that had pink stains on it. And I was like, this was an expensive shirt. I'm not letting it go to waste. (laughs) I'm going to tie dye this pink to hide up the stains of what happened. So that was like my first video to ever get a million, over a million views. And I think it was like a kid's bop version of a random song. Like it was the most (laughs) random thing ever. And then I was making like POVs kind of leading up. So then as the pandemic started, it was like perfect timing. Is kid's bop still a thing? I think so. Like, was that part of your childhood? Yeah. Okay. I, I loved Kids Ball. Do you know what, like, the Now soundtracks are? No. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm officially old. I feel like that was a big thing. They made these, like, CDs. I don't know if it was every year. I think it was every year. It was just called Now, and they'd put, like, all the hits from that year on a CD. And I'd have my little Walkman. Do you know what a Walkman is? Maybe. Oh my god, this is crazy. How long had you been posting videos before that one video took off? I think I was posting for about two, three years, but half of my posting was like before that was literally me in like school, not doing my schoolwork and making TikToks (laughs) just to make my teachers mad. Does your family understand it? Like, are they confused or are they... Do they understand what you're doing? They get it now. At the start, it was like a little bit confusion, especially with my grandma because she can't, she doesn't even get Facebook. So trying to like understand TikTok, like explain TikTok to her was yeah. like <laughs> so hard to do, but they get it. Whenever I talk to my grandma, I'm like, yeah, so I posted a story about this and then this person responded. She's like, wait, 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 go back a second. What is a story? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, oh, right, right. You have to start from the beginning. So your career began taking off while you were back home in Canada. At what point did you know you were ready to move to California? I knew kind of once I traveled here and came back, I was like, this is where I need to be. I was meeting other creators and people who just shared the same kind of connection with me that's so unique that I couldn't get back home in Canada because no one really did what I did and understood. And when it's so much of your life and what you're doing 24-7, I feel like it's kind of important to have people that get it. Absolutely. Now that you're here and you're alone, how do you feel living here by yourself? Would you say that it's hard? Do you feel happy with the choice? Do you feel more independent? I feel like so happy and independent. I'm so happy that I did it. It was one of the best things. It was definitely scary, but I didn't even think twice about it because I knew it was what I wanted to do. Yeah, it was hard for me to move here for college and I had like a place and like somewhere to be and I was 18. I was older than you are now. So that's a really hard move. Were you scared when you moved here? Not really. Honestly, I just like kind of came here and I was like, okay, time to figure it out. Let's do it. How do you navigate 
living in such a big city at such a young age i feel like a lot of the navigation has definitely been thanks to my friends and just kind of people around me helping so it's so important that i have good people around me which i love which is like my favorite part is i love my friends out here yeah and it really feels like i have a family out here who's been there to kind of guide me through everything yeah so how did you find your group of people out here when you got here was is your group mostly other creators or do you have friends here that don't do anything similar to what you do my roommate, um, his name is Cooper. I met him through my friend Emma, and he was just in school before because he does photography and videography. I think I met Cooper, actually. Really? Yeah. I feel like you probably have. He's kind of like a little bit all over everywhere. He has like a film tattoo on his... Yeah, I've definitely met Cooper. You would remember <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> He's been like the most amazing friend throughout everything. And then kind of as I met people, it was just... Either I vibed with them or I didn't. I think it was kind of a mutual thing because you know how you meet so many people out here and sometimes it's like you can vibe with people, but you're just not best friends. It's like they're friends. You still like that person, but sometimes you just don't vibe like that. Totally. So I was lucky enough to find the people and I held them close. (laughs) That's the way to do it. I feel like I've always described the types of friends I have. Like I put them in two categories. You have your going out friends, the people that you go out with and you have a great night, a good time. They're chill vibes but they're not the people that are going to come over and watch movies with you all day and talk about nothing or talk about everything you know Mm -hmm. like the true test to a real true friend is if you can sit in silence together and it not be awkward or if you can also go have the best night ever together like that's what I look for in a friend so what would you say the biggest difference is between living in Hollywood and Canada oh my gosh biggest difference there's so many like little differences yeah But probably the biggest, I want to say, is just, like, the city. Yeah. I remember when I first got here and I walked into a grocery store. And you know how you just know the type of brands. Like, if you're looking for pasta sauce. Yeah. Like, you know which brand is the good sauce to get or, like, what taste you're going for. I walk in and I have no clue (laughs) about anything. I'm like, wow, this all is foreign. (laughs) That's crazy. I know there's no Target in Canada. No, it came for, like, two years and then it dipped because no one was buying from Target. but so what is the equivalent to Target in Canada? Um, I don't know. Like Walmart? Is kind Walmart? of. I, I, yeah, Walmart. Like here, I was trying to go to Walmart one time and my friends were like, that is not safe. Why are you trying to go to Walmart? And I was like, I go to Walmart all the time in Canada. I love Walmart. <laughs> That's amazing. So do you like love Target now that you have one? I like get the hype, but I also don't. I get the hype of like I can walk in there and easily spend hundreds of dollars on things I don't yeah. need yeah that's how it is for me i always end up leaving with like six new pairs of pajamas things for my bathroom that i definitely didn't need just a whole bunch of stuff i like the target clothes a lot their clothes are great like very underrated in my opinion what is one piece of advice that you would have given yourself before moving here i feel like i would have told myself to just not stress about feeling like especially with work and when it comes to things like don't be stressed out if it feels like you're not getting somewhere. Everyone's on a different journey and doing yeah. different things. So you're going to move at a different time than everyone else. So just work hard and take care of yourself. Yeah. So that's a piece of advice that you would give yourself. What is something you're still trying to figure out living here? Oh my gosh, like everything. <laughs> I like people have been, I'll go on interviews sometimes. They'll be like, where do you see yourself in five years? What are you doing in the next six months? I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing tomorrow. I have no clue what I'm even trying to do. I'm still (laughs) trying to figure it out as the podcast name. Yeah, literally. Something I don't love about LA is the diet culture. 
and how it touches literally everything we see in this city. I mean, you cannot go a block without seeing a creation or a juice bar or an air one or anything that promotes clean, healthy eating and is also extremely expensive. So how do you manage being around this messaging all the time? It's definitely hard because even when I first got here, I noticed I would be with even some of my friends or like people that I knew. And a lot of people here were eating like one meal a day and it was just like the normal. Yeah. And even just living outside my parents and having someone to remind me to eat or like, yo, get your three meals a day or anything like that. So really being on my own with that was something different. But just kind of with LA, I don't know. It's really just reminding myself like, yo, just take care of yourself, be healthy, do what's best for you and your body, not what you see everyone else doing because you know what's best for you. Totally. You have to listen to your body always. Body image is something that you post a lot about on social media. When did you become passionate about sharing your opinions on it? When I first started posting about it, because I remember I had 100K followers and I was like, oh my gosh, I have a platform now. And I'm like, I want to, I want to share like a message. So I just started making posts like that. But I actually went back on my Instagram archive and I found posts for me in middle school, I think in grade six, seven, more so grade like seven and eight, but little like captions of me being like, be confident in your body, like body positivity, like talking about like self-image and stuff like that when I was so young. And I'm like, that is so cool that that stuck with me for so long and I didn't even realize it. Totally. And, you know, it's so real and natural and organic because you were doing it when you didn't have the platform you have now and you have the platform now and you can make such a big impact on something that's so important. What do you think inspired you at such a young age to talk about such a mature topic? Um, It was always something that resonated with me. And I think it was also because it was something that I struggled with pretty young, just with all of the images in the media. Absolutely. And really not being, because I feel like as I've gotten older, I've been able to tell more of kind of what's real, what's fake, what is actually being done to these images. But I remember when I was like 12, 13, seeing these photos or selfies or just images in general on social media all through my feed from these people that I looked up to and I followed. And that was especially the time when there was a lot of Facetune and everything used. Yeah. And it was kind of coming to the realization like, hey, this is cool. They look beautiful, but this also isn't realistic. And it's just not real life because you're seeing one photo. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to remind everyone else around me as well as myself, like, this isn't real. Absolutely. Do you find that it's hard to sometimes take your own advice? Do you have moments where you feel like even though you stand for it and advocate for it and believe so passionately about it, that it's still hard for you some days? Like, do you struggle in certain ways with that? Oh, 100%. It's always, I feel like, an up and down. But in general, it's been kind of an up and only gotten better, which is good. That's amazing. And I'm really proud to hear that. I also just want to congratulate you. I saw your magazine cover. You look so beautiful. The photos were unreal. I'm going to put up some on the podcast (laughs) so that people can see they're literally so gorgeous. What was that like for you shooting that cover? So for that, that was actually like a PR shoot that I did. So I did, I think it was six or seven looks in one day for a bunch of different things. So I had the same team for everything. Mm -hmm. So for those, I didn't even look in the mirror. I didn't even know what I looked like for the photo. Honestly, I took a look, I think quickly after I saw like BTS. Yeah. It was literally like, okay, hair, makeup, glam, get changed. Time to just start taking photos. It was like just trusting that I looked good because I had all these people around me working to make sure that I was looking at my best so I was like okay being able to just go in front of that camera and not look in the mirror it just kind of goes to show how much internal confidence you have in yourself and I think that 
came out in the photos like they are so beautiful and i think that's amazing with the editing that went into those photos did you have a part in it was that important to you to be a part of and were you adamant about no retouching and certain things that are true to who you are in your brand I had a lot of trust in just kind of everyone and they know that I don't like retouching. So, yeah. But it's kind of like whenever you get a photo taken at the same time, there's still going to be that filter and the editing and the lighting and everything of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm always very adamant on no retouching of my body of or course. anything like that. Like if I have a pimple, just leave it on. I go to work with pimples and sometimes I'm like, I feel like people are staring at it and I'm like, it's just there. I'm so, not going to cover it up for you. I'm sometimes sorry. I'll just like <laughs> stick on a pimple patch and just go through my day with like the little patch yeah. on it. I'm like, okay, it's at like a work, little band-aid. The other day at work, someone actually came up to me. I don't know if I was offended or not that they came up to me and asked if I had a pimple patch. I think it was just because I'm a girl in the office. But for some reason, I was like, is this because two days ago I had the most massive pimple on my forehead? <laughs> but someone came up to me at work and was like, do you have a pimple patch? And I was like, no, I don't. But like she was so ready to just put it on at work and wear it during the workday. I honestly feel like that's why all those like cute ones that are like stars and smiley faces are like trending right now. I love them. Yeah, they're great. They work too. So with such a big following on social media, what would you say the main goal of your platform is? The main goal is definitely overall is that I want people to have the self-love and have self-confidence and most importantly within them. Because I never had the self-confidence to even think that I could model, which is something that I really, really want to do. I always kind of wanted to. I remember like seeing all like little agencies and I always wanted to take digitals and apply, but I didn't fit the standard. It felt like I was like, oh, there's nothing special about me. Like I'm 5'5", like I'm not going to be able to make it. But now I have that confidence within myself to know this is what I want to do. I want to work hard and I'm going to achieve it. And I just want everyone through and through throughout their life to have that confidence, not only with their outer appearance, but also them on the inside so that they can go and reach their goals. Because I feel like insecurity takes away and holds so many people back in their day-to-day life, even in the workplace or anywhere. A hundred percent. You are so well-spoken for your age. The fact that you have that confidence, even if you have bad days, like it like radiates. Like I've feel what you're saying on such a deeper level I can tell how much you believe it and your self-confidence is so inspiring especially because you're young so you definitely have a lot of young followers and people who definitely look up to you I mean body image isn't just an LA problem it's something that people everywhere struggle with and deal with it doesn't matter where you live just because we're in a place where it's more likely that we're going to see people getting photographed or going to events like people struggle all over America with this and all over the world honestly so do you have any advice for someone who might be dealing with the pressure to look a certain way probably my biggest advice is honestly to look at who you follow on social media and what media that you're consuming because what you surround yourself with is what you see and that's kind of what goes into your mind or at least know what you're looking at if you are looking at let's just say Kim Kardashian's photos or Kendall Jenner, or like any of those big names, beautiful images, beautiful women, but you have to know that they have that whole team of hair, makeup, styling to make sure that they look incredible. There's probably retouching on the images. That's an incredible camera being used, and it's just not real life. I hate to ask you this question because I know you don't want to be asked this question, but where do you see your career headed in the next three years? (laughs) Um, 
honestly I feel like I found a lot of clarity though with what I wanted to do for the past six months um hopefully I would love to see myself kind of modeling more yeah and I would love to be doing more in-person stuff and just getting to connect with people and hopefully I just see myself in three years like helping people have that self-confidence to go for their goals I think that that's my overall yeah big goal and I don't know how that's going to come in because there's so many different things that are going to pop up or opportunities or I might change or there's just so much being figured out totally but I know that that's the end goal yeah you've said before that you are able to be so outwardly confident because you know who you are on the inside so who are you really on the inside I feel like that's such like a big question and it's so hard to be able to like look outside of yourself but Mm -hmm. for me knowing who I am on the inside really just means that I'm putting my best foot forward and I know what I stand for and I know what I'm kind of working towards and even if I make a mistake I'm doing the best that I can to go back and fix it and not make that mistake again and just learning from every aspect of my life like sometimes people ask me like oh if you had one mistake that you could change or one point in your life that you could go back to and fix that what would you do but I almost I like the path that I'm heading on and I like where I'm going towards and I like who I am So I wouldn't go back and fix anything because that made me who I am today. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And I think knowing who you are on the inside, even if you're not able to explain that to me or to someone else, I don't think that matters. I don't think it's something tangible. I don't think it's something that you should be able to put into words. I think the beauty of knowing who you are on the inside is that it's for you to know and it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter if other people know it or not. You know it and that's really all that matters took the words right out of my mouth I tried (laughs) (laughs) so what is your advice for other girls who are trying to figure out who they really are on the inside focus on the little things and the passions that you have and what just makes you feel really happy in that moment I feel like it's the biggest thing focus on what makes you happy and how you can bring that into your life to find that joy just throughout everything you know this is a really good segue because I feel like I've struggled with anxiety since I was six years old. I always identified myself as a person with anxiety. I was afraid of things. I had panic attacks. I still do. I'm still afraid of things. But in the last eight months or so, I've started to feel more of an experience with depression. And for me, that has kind of gone with not knowing who I am on the inside because I always thought I did. I always thought I know that I have anxiety I know that I'm a good person I know what I want for myself I know what I want for others I know I want to be the best person I can be I want to be the best friend the best daughter the best granddaughter you know I knew all those things about myself and then everything kind of just shifted to me not knowing who I am on the inside I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out now it's a totally new journey for me with my mental health because I'm not sure who I am and I know certain things about myself but not everything and I'm kind of trying to relearn because I think I've changed so much in the last year and I almost didn't even notice all the ways in which I did so I know that that is another thing that you've been very outspoken about is your own mental health so could you tell me a little bit more about your mental health journey and any challenges you've experienced I mean for me it's definitely an up and down my mental health to be completely honest has been kind of down in the gutter for like the past pandemic even a little bit before that and 
I just kind of get through it through finding the joy and doing what I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a struggle, I feel like, all the time. And it's such an up and down. But just knowing that it's a journey yeah. and being able to fight through and find the ups and downs, like, especially with me for depression. Yeah. And there's just some days where you don't make it out of bed or it's harder. And then there's other oh, days where you wake up and you're like, <laughs> I'm so motivated. I'm never going to feel like that again. And then like three yeah. days later, you're even more upset because then you are, for me, like laying in bed, unable to get out of bed, just so upset. Yep. And then it feels even worse because I was like three days ago, I was like up and at it. Yeah. And I felt like I was never going to feel like that again. But 100%. It, I guess just kind of being comfortable with feeling uncomfortable in the journey for me is what helps. Oh, yeah. I feel like for me, a big thing was I noticed more recently that there's been a lot of days where I don't want to do anything and I just don't feel good. I don't want to get out of bed or I maybe get out of bed and then I shower and then I get right back into bed. And I'm like, that's just what I needed to do today. And that's okay. But when it really started to stand out to me is I used to have friends and I still do that would actually say to me on a day that I seemed a little bit better and I might not have even noticed it. They'd be like, you seem good today. Like you seem really happy. And I'm like, wait do I like and that's almost such a weird thing to be called out on I don't know if I like it or if I don't I think it's a nice reminder to know that someone is seeing you back to being yourself because sometimes when you are depressed you lose track of what that even really is for you but yeah I mean I've just noticed that every day is different for me I never am hard on myself if there's a day I just can't do it there's just a day I can't do it and that's something I'm learning because I never experienced that depression is a new a new beast for me like i always was a functioning anxiety person that was always me I would still get out of the house I would still do things I would still travel but with depression it definitely affected me in a totally different way than I'm used to so what do you do for your mental health what do you do to take care of yourself and are there certain things that you really like stick to when you're feeling really down I'm definitely still figuring that out right now I think the biggest thing that I've actually started to force myself to do is to just do anything else than sit in my bed yeah do anything else even or like or scroll through social media is the other big one i need to do anything except just scroll i'll catch myself doing it i'm like okay this is unproductive you're just putting yourself into a pit right now like get up do something else whether it's a walk yeah go to the pool or color in a coloring book just do anything else yeah even if it's just one thing like sometimes for me it's just walking my dog because sometimes there's days where it's hard to do that and poor little guy I feel bad for him sometimes (laughs) he's like waiting for me to walk him I'm like I just can't do it right now you've talked about your experience with burnout before on your social media and so for listeners who don't know what is burnout and what does it look like everyone I feel like has a different kind of perspective or experience with burnout in general burnout is kind of to do with social media work or like anything when you're just working I feel like 24 7 all the time and going so hard and for me I would work so hard because I'm like I don't want to lose this I can't lose this opportunity and everything that's happening like for me it was like the views and everything I was like I've been creating videos for three years people are finally starting to see them I need to just keep going keep going keep going and then you just hit this point where you just can't anymore and it's really hard to do anything I commend you for being able to identify it being able to call it out feeling confident in the fact that you experienced that and being able to share that with people is really amazing because not a lot of people can talk about this stuff so openly yeah and burnout is just 
it sucks, but it's almost pushing through it. And it sucks even more because it's such a battle with only yourself. Yeah. Because it's a battle of feeling burnt out, usually creatively, at least for me, I feel like a lot of time. Yeah. And then it's just you beating up yourself even more because you're like, well, I haven't done this and I haven't done this and I can't think of anything. It has yeah. to be so good. And then for me, I put a lot of weight and pressure. Like it has to be good. It has to be so good instead of just creating. Yeah. Do you find that the videos you make when you're putting less thought into it and you're just having fun do better than the videos that you might really spend time creating and making a plan for for me it's the passion that i put to videos and sometimes when i'm creating them and i look at it and i can just feel it through the screen and it's something that yeah. i feel passionate about and those are the ones that usually end up doing well so i'm sure your schedule is incredibly busy and you get invitations to events all the time how do you keep yourself from falling into cycles of burnout with so many opportunities constantly coming your way just remembering to rest, as cheesy as it sounds, just remembering to get those hours of sleep and do what I need to do yeah. and just putting myself and my body first at some point to be like, okay, this is important. I still need to get all of this done, but I also need to rest. I need to take a moment. Yeah. Do you set boundaries with yourself where you give yourself one day a week where you just say no content today? No. And if it is content, it's just for fun. Like you're just posting a story because you did something that day that you want to share. Do you set those boundaries or not really? I just kind of do it when I need it because sometimes I'll be on a roll and I'll just be creating and creating and creating. Yeah. And then I'll hit a point where I'm like, you know, I just need to rest. Yeah. I just need to take a few days and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, we live in a world where success on social media comes with strangers hating on you in the comment section. How do you deal with internet haters? It's definitely been a journey because it was way harder at the start. But remembering that a lot of these the time people are either bored or insecure with the with their own selves or projecting something onto someone else. Yeah. Because I even had times where there was this one person I was, I think I only had like twenty thousand followers, which was still like a bunch at the time, but I still was pretty small. And I got this nasty hate comment from someone who had a hundred thousand followers so it was like a mm. it was another creator it wasn't just an anonymous face and it hurt my feelings like a bunch i remember being like pretty upset about it but then that person actually ended up messaging me like a year later and apologizing because wow. i remembered it happened he remembered it happened it wasn't like that i don't know if he knew that that left that impact on me yeah but coming back and apologizing and just having that come full circle was really when i realized like yeah hey because he even said it himself like i was insecure about wow. my own self that's really interesting that someone who did that was able to admit that because i'm sure you knew that you're a very smart intuitive person and it's i think we all know bullies bully because they're insecure and they have their own demons that they're dealing with so i think it's really interesting that he admitted that and said that to you it was like harder because I was I think I was 15 at the time so also pretty young so hearing kind of all that go in my ear but then just remembering I know who I am on the inside and I'm confident in who I am as a person so if people form these opinions of me from seeing 15 seconds of my life yeah then it's okay because they don't actually know me I need you to like shake a wand over my head and just sprinkle a little bit of your confidence to me because it's amazing that you at such a young age receive comments like that and still so outwardly know who you are on the inside. And even though it's hard to hear and I'm sure it impacts you all the time, like you still stand by it and you don't change. You don't 
listen, you just, you feel it, of course, but you stay so true to who you are and you clearly know who you are. And I think that's so amazing. Oh, thank you. Okay. Now we're going to have a little more fun. What is on your For You page? My For You page, it switches day by day. I get in these fights with myself because the TikTok algorithm is so good that sometimes I'll be like wanting, I'm like, okay, all this content is like cool, but I want to see content that kind of gets me inspired. I want to see something new and fresh. So I'll be like purposefully trying to like like or watch things to try to get more of that on my For You page. And then my For You page, I feel like it's not fun at all. I don't like my own (laughs) For You page. I feel like mine is just all baby videos, comedy videos, and like music related anything. And a lot of Schitt's Creek. Do you watch Schitt's Creek, by the way? I've never seen it. Okay, as a Canadian, I feel like you need to watch Schitt's Creek. I keep bringing up the fact that you're Canadian. (laughs) But as a Canadian, you definitely need to watch Schitt's Creek. It is the greatest most lighthearted show and it honestly really ties into so much of what you stand for it's all about just confidence it's obviously like about privilege and losing privilege and all of that but this show has gotten me through some of the darkest times it's quick 30 minute episodes kind of like modern family if you've ever watched that i love modern family it's really a similar energy to modern family it's the greatest show i'll have to watch it then because that's definitely yeah. like i only i basically only watch sitcoms or things that feel far you from would reality. love Shit's creek you would love it it's so good what is your favorite tiktok audio at the moment my favorite one at the moment oh my gosh um feel free me? to give it a little sing too oh my god i'm not gonna do that to your ears <laughs> i'm not gonna do that to you <laughs> The one that's been stuck in my head a lot lately is the one that's like, my money don't that's jiggle, what, jiggle. That was what was playing in my head. I'm like, my money don't jiggle, jiggle. Yeah. Oh, I, like I wish I could do it. I can't dance. You know what the hardest TikTok dance for me is? It's the one where you're like, like that. The like, you know what I'm Which talking one? about? Like the body roll where you're like, oh. like this. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Doesn't I- My body doesn't wiggle <laughs> like that at all definitely doing <laughs> dance before it helped me a lot with tiktok dancing but learning tiktok dancing in itself was such a process it's so different because it's so, it's so it's so specific there's such little tiny things and almost yeah. every single move you need to have angled or done so either to your style or so specifically to yeah. have it look good and then when you put all of these little things together it just makes it that much harder because it's like every little thing has to be so micro specific because it's so weird that if you don't do it right, it looks kind of funky. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Honestly, my entire TikTok page at the moment, I just like the filters that are like funny, like which pasta are you or like (laughs) which bread are you? And I just think those are so funny. So my whole page is just like all of that. The pasta I got, I was honestly kind of upset because I'm like Italian and I know most pastas like I really do. My friends actually, when we go to restaurants, are like, so what pasta is this? What does it look like? What is the vibe? But the pasta that I was given was basically a shell, like a big shell. But the name of it, I've never heard in my life. And I was just upset because I just don't think I deserve that. But it's fine. We are going to do the next segment of Alpies 3. So for your context, each episode of the podcast, I share three songs. Or if there's a guest, I have them put their input on a few songs that I am adding to a playlist so that people have access to it. Music is a huge part of my life. I know it's a huge part of your life and honestly a huge part of everybody's lives. So I just want to put a bunch of random ass songs in one big playlist (laughs) and just see where it goes. So we are going to do Alpies 3 now. 
I know you love musical theater and so do I. I want you to tell me one musical theater song you like, one pop song you like, and then I'll do the third song based on my inspiration from the two songs that you tell me. Okay. First one that popped in my head because this played like last night at a city year event that I was at because they had the most bumping ox ever. <laughs> Whoever was playing music or the DJ, I don't know who that was in charge of it, but I was dancing through the whole thing. That's and the amazing. one that instantly popped in my head, kind of musical theater, but kind of not, but Dancing Queen, Mamma Mia, Abba. Fantastic. So good. Such Great good vibes. choice. I'm so glad we're getting that on the playlist early. It, it just has to be there. If that comes on at any party, I know I'm at the right party. If it doesn't, I'm leaving. It's just, I'm out. So good. Such a good song. Um, Pop song. Ooh. I'm like, I, I notoriously never know music. I thought I didn't know who Post Malone was <laughs> like six months ago. And I can't believe I'm saying this publicly on a podcast, but now you guys no, know. Okay. I didn't know who Post Malone was. Wait, so you thought you didn't know who Post Malone was? And then I knew was? his songs, but I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know who he was. Wow. That's but that big, is that's a big part of his brand. But then he started like <laughs> playing his songs. I'm like, oh my god, I know this. I've heard this before. Okay, so then, do you have a favorite Post Malone song? <laughs> Wait, this is amazing. I actually feel ancient. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel ancient right now. I'm just like out of the loop with certain <laughs> things. Either I really know it or I don't, and there's no in between. So any pop song, it any could pop be song literally anything that you like to listen to right now oh i don't i don't know if this is i think that this is technically pop but about damn time by lizzo has been playing on repeat song of the summer i love her i love that song when i'm alone and i'm not filming myself for a tiktok i try to do the dance but it just doesn't it doesn't translate to me then going to tiktok it took me an hour and a half to learn that dance okay that makes me feel better because you do this i had to practice it for so (laughs) long like it, it, it kicked my butt it's hard it's so hard and it's so fast like when you do it slow down to try to teach yourself it's one thing but then when you do the real version it's like no i feel like it's all muscle memory like you have to have it like in your muscle yeah i don't i don't it's not in my muscle it's not in my genes i don't think i've ever seen my dad dance ever i honestly don't think i would want to sounds like i bet you're made to get dancing no i like i like to get like crazy at the club but like (laughs) that's just like me dancing like an idiot i'm not amazing at dancing but it's okay so i'm gonna go with a musical theater favorite have you seen rent i have not but i know some of the music okay i love the song what you own from rent i haven't heard it it is so good i think you should check it out this always happens to me i've been saying this on every single episode i pick a song from something that a lot of people know but it's still the song that no one knows and that happens to me all the time but i promise you if you give it a listen you will love it it's such a good song you honestly wouldn't even know it's a musical theater song it kind of just sounds like a a rock song but i would say that that is my favorite musical theater so uh, i can't say that it's just a, a really great song that I really like. I mean, I, I don't have it, any I'm favorites. Yeah, you got to. Okay, so we are wrapping up for the day. Thank you so much for being here. It was so amazing talking to you. I am so impressed by you. Your knowledge, your confidence, your strength, your independence is incredible. The fact that you live here alone. And when I asked you if you were scared, you're like, no, I'm not <laughs> like at all. I think that's so 
incredible and beautiful and i think that you're going to do such amazing things you've already done such amazing things thank you so much our first international guest (laughs) on trying to figure it out brooklyn it was so great talking to you thank you for being here thank you so much for having me i had an amazing time 